0: Well, we're not a body that has a soul, we're a soul that has a body. And we've had many bodies and we, if we don't do something, we'll have more, many, many more. So we're going to talk about how to escape the uh, repetition of birth and death tonight. So uh, this is not a lecture, so to speak. If you have questions or comments, by all means, at any time, stop me and let's let's hear what's on your mind, okay? Because we want to with you and I see many friends here from uh, uh, Bob's group this morning with that was wonderful thank you very much tell us uh, what what is the name of the shop uh, what is your what's the name the of your Spirit's sh- child yeah fabulous place thank you. it's just you know anybody who hasn't been there should go it's uh Bob has got this uh, meditation group that meets there every, sun, every other Sunday? Yeah, every other, the, sec, the second and the fourth Sunday. Yeah, great, great group of people. So if any of you uh, have some free time on Sunday morning, starting at 9.30? Correct. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a great place to be, a great group of people. Uh, you will not regret it. So, uh, reincarnation, it doesn't have to happen to you. How do we stop it? So, uh, but is it natural? Is it a normal thing for it to happen? Uh, let's see what Krishna says. <clears throat> I've got a couple of uh, verses I'm going to read, quoting the Supreme Godhead. So Krishna says in the 13th verse of the second chapter, I think a lot of you know this one, Dehinos nin yata Translation As the embodied soul continually passes in this body from boyhood to youth to old age the soul similarly passes into another body at death A sober person is not bewildered by such a change So Krishna is saying that since you're here and you're in this situation, you're living in the material world, uh, as long as you're here, get used to it. This is going to happen. You, see? you shouldn't be bewildered. It's happened to you millions of times. You've taken many different births. You see, And you'll continue to take many, many millions more if we don't try to break this cycle. So, uh, again, Krishna says, This is in the 27th verse of the second chapter, (coughs) excuse me. Jatashahi durvam janma mritasya cha tashmar apari haryevuti natvam sochitam arhasi, translation. One who has taken his birth is sure to die, and after death one is sure to take birth again. Therefore, in the unavoidable discharge of your duty, you should not lament. So, uh, again, this is something that we should all ponder. If this is something that it's been happening to me for a long, long time—many, many millions of years, many, many millions of births—and it's going to continue to happen to me, uh, should I just make peace with it? Huh? Should I just accept that I'm going to transmigrate through so many different bodies and so many different uh, types of uh, situations in this material world? Can we embrace that? Do we want that? Does anybody feel like, well, hey, I can live with that. Is it okay? Now, there is a misunderstanding that Westerners have when they start thinking about reincarnation. They. uh, Whenever I talk to people who have had some experience with past life regression, you ever heard of that? I never talk to anybody that says, "Well, I remember when I was a dog." You see, or a squirrel. Everybody remembers. Oh, I was a a prince, you know, or I was a a queen, or you know, I was a, a warlord, or they have some some thought. Why is it that they never remember? They think that I only get re- reincarnated as a human being. Wrong? What determines our next body? Anybody? Desire. Exactly. The sum total of all my desires at the time of death determines my next body. You see, desires uh, control our decisions to uh, do actions. Our actions create karma. Our karma leads us to our next path. Our karma is our future. We're making our karma right now. See? Uh, We're we're doing nice things. We've got nice things coming. We do not-so-nice things. We have not-so-nice things coming. You see? What goes around comes around, and as you sow, so shall you reap. So we are really, actually... Uh, although most of the time unintentionally, we're creating our next body. We're creating our future, you see, by our desires which lead to our activities, you see. There's reaction to our actions. So, uh, if at the time of death we have a desire that really requires a body like a pigeon or a hog or a dog, Some desires really require something other than a a human body. I mean, what if your desire is to fly? Human body is not a good body for flying. You have to have an airplane, you have to have a parachute, you have to have, you know, all all this danger. A bird is much better. Maybe you're better fitted for a bird, you see? Maybe your desire is for sex life, unending sex life. The human body is not the best body for that. Uh-huh. A pigeon is one that's much, much better suited because it's, uh, we've talked before about this. It sounds gross, but it's true. Pigeon have can have sex uh, every 10 minutes. You see, and there's no responsibilities, no strings attached. Doesn't have to buy a ring. They don't have to rent the church. You know, they don't have. They don't even have to get a room. They just they just be pigeons, you know. and then go on to the next one. They don't have to pay for the offspring. They don't have to raise them, put them to college or anything. So that's animal life, you see. So if that's our chief desire, then the human body is really not a good body for that. The human body is not good for very many things when we compare ourselves to the animal kingdom. Animals have much more advanced senses than we have. The animals... uh, uh, the eagles can see, uh, well, an eagle can read a, a, a headline on a newspaper a mile away. We talked about that this morning. You see, we all know that dogs can smell. Uh, I think the bloodhound can smell a 100, I think it's 190 times better than a human being. And, and Animals can see things we can't see. Snakes can see, like, uh, uh, a type of, uh, uh, I'm not sure what that light is called, but it's, uh, what is it? They can, they can see heat, uh, infrared, yeah, they can see it. So at night, the snake can see your 98.6 body, you see. Because he doesn't need light to, to know that you're there and how close you are, you see. The snakes hunt at night, you see. Uh, so their taste, their hearing, their sight. Uh, and of course, there's the, the one I like to use as far as touch. You know, have you ever, have you ever petted a cat? You know, they respond to touch. You know, you just touch a cat and like, oh, you see. So their senses are much more developed than ours, and we enjoy all living entities enjoy through our senses. So if it's all about enjoyment, then the human body stinks, because it's a thinking machine. It thinks. It can make a plan. The human body can say, you know what? I don't like this. I'm going to change it. The human body can say, who am I? Where am I? What is this place that I find myself in? How can I get out of here? What is my future? The dog doesn't consider what his future is. He's just hoping there's some food, you know, a nice place to sleep, a mate, something he wants to mate, and then he'll, he'll defend whatever food that he gets and whatever mate he gets. So eating, sleeping, mating and defending. These are the activities uh, of those of us in the material world. The animals and the humans, you see. Just because the, the dog doesn't have as advanced brain as you do doesn't mean he doesn't eat, sleep, mate and defend, you see. These are the animal activities. What separates us from the animals as human beings is we can actually say You know, I don't like my current situation and I think I'm going to change it, you see. I can actually seek out a way to change this situation. I can come to the realization, I can be taught from great thinkers, great knowers, that I'm not this body, that I'm an eternal living entity, and that I'm transmigrating body after body, you see, again and again. I can be taught, I can learn this. So I can find out, what is my predicament? In other words, I'm not just a victim to what's happening. You see, as a human being, we can drive the ship. We can drive our destiny. So we can decide that we want to escape this cycle of birth and death. You see, in the material world, the cycle goes on. First, there's birth, and then there's some... Uh, Duration. We're here for a while. There's always some sort of disease. Then we start to, we have some byproduct. We start to diminish, we dwindle, and then we disappear. The bodies disappear, they go away. Birth, death, disease, and old age. That's the nature of this material world. And our activities are eating, sleeping, mating, and defending. You see? So to be a human being, we have to declare, uh, I am not this body. I am not going to behave like I'm this body. I refuse for the material energy to convince me that I am this body. I, I insist that I'm spirit-soul. I'm an eternal living entity. You see? I refuse. I'm not... What was that? There was this thing years ago. I'm not going to take it anymore. What was that? Somebody says, I'm mad. I'm mad and I'm not going to take it anymore. Yeah. Who was that, huh? I don't remember who, what that, but it was kind of network. funny when I heard that. Network. 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 Yeah. Peter Finch. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm mad, and I'm not going to take it anymore. You know, I'm tired of being forced to take body after body. I'm tired of being controlled by the material energy. You see, I don't have to accept this. I don't have to, and I refuse to. I want something better for me, next life. I want something better for me in this life. I don't want to have to wait on next life to get some of the results of it, you see. So what's the choice? If we don't want to take another body, what are the choices? What do we do? What's the other alternative? Take another body or get out of here escape the cycle. Okay, now, now we're thinking like human beings. You see, this is what the animals don't do. Not because, simply because their brains are limited. You see? They're simply uh, experiencing their senses. Uh, yes, Bob? I just have a, a question. Is there, um, i trying to figure out how to phrase this. You know, I lived at a Zen center and there was a concept that I learned over and over again because it was always in many Dharma talks this concept of a bodhisattva which is a person uh, whose, whose inner desire is to help others and so the bodhisattva they say in this theory is that um, you're not satisfied I mean, even though the practice is to get you out of this crazy <coughs> Maya kingdom you know, the bodhisattva Desi- uh, actually, desires to come back and help out those that are left behind, so to speak. So, is there is there like, I mean, is there that kind of concept in, in yoga where one would choose willingly to, out of desire, to help others to come back to this? Um, the the difference there between the Bhakti Yogi and um, other yogis would be the word choose, you see. In other words, I start, the choice I make, and I have free will, I can make any choice I want, but the choice I make to to break this cycle of birth, death, disease, and old age is to become a humble servant of the Supreme Lord. Becoming a humble servant doesn't mean that I tell him what I'm gonna do, you know. You know, the servant doesn't come to the king and say, uh, good morning, Your Majesty. You're going to have breakfast at ten o'clock this morning, you know. And then you're going to go for your walk, and then you're going to do this, and you know the servant doesn't do that. The king says, "I'll have my breakfast at this time, and please send in my court jester or whatever." You know. <laughs> you see, he, the servant says, "Yes, my lord. How can I please you?" So, uh, if the supreme lord says. I want you to go and bring others back. Now that you have, uh, have saved yourself by submitting to me and becoming my servant, now I want you to go give this gift. I want you to go back. You see? And because you're a loving servant, you don't say, what? Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold everything. I just got out of the material world. I was there for a million births or a billion births. I was there a long time. You know." I became your, your loving devotional servant, I chanted Hare Krishna, I did everything, now I'm out of that mess, and you want me to go back? No, the servant says anything to please you, my Lord, because you're not going to forget Krishna. In other words, you don't become contaminated. <clears throat> Those souls that come back to the material world, they're sent back by Krishna to save us. They're, um, they have the quality of the lotus you know, the lotus leaf, I don't know if you've, any of you have ever seen, have you ever seen a lotus leaf, or That real lotus plant? You know, in India you can see them, the, the lotus leaf is in the water, but it's completely dry. Now some people say, how can it be dry? It's in the water. Well, you can pick the lotus leaf up out of the water and you can see, there's no water on it. The water doesn't really, it doesn't get wet even though it's in the water. So, the Nityasiddhas are those who are eternally liberated. When they come to this material world, they don't get contaminated. They don't forget Krishna. You see, they're not rebellious and trying to get away from Krishna. Krishna has sent them here to come to get you and everyone else, as many as possible, as many as will uh, wake up. You see. So, does that, does that answer your question? Yes, you. We don't, you know, the. Uh, We don't get to the point where we think, well, I'm so great, I think that I'll go back. What kind of servant is that? In other words, I'm the center of attention, Uh, I'm making all my decisions for me because I know better than anybody else. Doesn't sound like a liberated person to me, sounds like somebody with a uh, a large ego. What is that called again? The person, I know it's a bodhisattva, but what did you call the person that? Nitya Siddha. Nitya Siddha. Eternally liberated. Okay. Yeah, the Nitya Siddhas. They are eternally liberated. Uh, they don't become contaminated when they come to this material world. You see? Even though uh, that's why we say that we talk about the lotus feet of the spiritual master. Why do we say lotus feet? Because even though he walks on the earth he doesn't really touch it. It he doesn't he's like the lotus leaf. The lotus leaf is in the water but it doesn't get wet. You see. Spiritual master doesn't become contaminated. You see. Good question. Anybody? else? Yes, mother? Um you're talking about these all these different births, but I don't remember any of them. So Yeah. What was the question, please? Uh, she said, "We're talking about all these different births, w- but we don't remember any of them." I do. You do? I remember one. Yeah, one. Yeah? I had the experience. Yeah. What did you? What were you? It was in ancient Greece. You need to know. Were you a dog or? A <laughs> I was uh, with a spiritual master. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, uh, you, most people here know who he is. He's a mathematical spiritual master. Uh huh. People do have uh, experiences of the past lifetime. Oh, I believe that. I'm just fascinated that of all the 8,400,000 species of life which we transmigrate through, and only 400,000 of those species are humanoid, why is it nobody ever remembers being a critter? I remember I was a frog. Do you remember that? Okay, we've got one. That's why I like frog legs. All right. (laughs) Well, (laughs) really. Yes. Why at the time of death only? Whatever you led, uh, uh, you were a scoundrel. You led a non-virtuous life your whole life. At the time of death, you think of going back to Krishna. Why is it only at the time of death? Doesn't they take into account your whole life works and and things you've done? Good question. Good question. Did everybody hear his question? Why is it at the time of death? Well, because that's the, the departure. That's checkout time, okay? At the time of death, you're you're forced out of this body, and now it's time to take your next body, so there's a sum total of all your desires and actions that's accounted for, and you're assigned your next. But out of causeless mercy, let's say right at the end of your life, you start to lament that you were such a jerk, you know? And you cry out, my dear Lord, please help me i've 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 been a lousy guy all my life and i really just want i want your eternal service i just want to serve you forever you know if you're really sincere krishna will probably say of course we can't say we can't dictate what krishna going to do but more than likely krishna's going to say oh very good come on come on back if if it's true in the heart we can't fool krishna but if he knows in your heart that that you are sincere, then he'll accept you back. He may say, well, you know what? I think you're very sincere. I don't think you're all the way there. But I'm going to let you hold that thought and come back to the material world and live another life and have another go at it as a human being, you see? Yes? I I have like a two-part question because I I get a lot of information from different people and not necessarily that I believe this way in the incarnation. There's, um, there's a theory that if a person reincarnates too soon, it's tragic on the soul, okay? Uh, and then, uh, I guess what I'm asking is your belief, is there a certain time frame between incarnations? There is, uh, that's a long discussion, that's discussed in the Srimad Bhagavatam, what actually happens to the soul at the time of death and where he goes, who escorts him to the court of Yamaraj. Yamaraj is the one who who sits there and he's he's a pure devotee, but he's got a really dark job. He's got all this accounting, so let's see, now you were uh, were a meat eater and you did this. Oh, you were a hunter. It looks like you were a real scoundrel. Well, let me see now, you know? And here's, I see what your desires are. Okay, here's your next body. (laughs) <laughs> you, know, you can choose between door number one door number two or door number three <laughs> and now, so, yeah so you go to the court of Yamaraj um, but it's all controlled you can't re- reincarnate too soon or you know it's, it's a, it, it, it happens you know, there are very it, it's, Krishna doesn't have to dirty his hands with this he's having fun with his devotees exchanging love he has people that handle those things he has Yamaraj, as a pure devotee who does this dirty task and does a very good job yes Aaron how can uh, animals spiritually progress they don't they don't they just be animals they're they're on a ladder you see darwin kind of had a good idea because there is a progression of life but there is no such thing as uh, evolution You know, we didn't come from uh, the primordial soup, you know. Uh, But there is, once you become, once you take a particular animal birth, then after that you take the next higher birth, and then the next birth, and then the next birth, and on up until you become a monkey, and then maybe you become a human, you see. So, but the, the animals don't incur karma, you know. As we talked about this morning, If a tiger jumps out of the bush and eats you, he doesn't incur any sinful activity. You're tiger food. You see? He eats meat. You're meat. So, you know, he doesn't have to go to hell or take another birth because of that. He he eats people if he can. Somebody else have a question? Yes? Yes. That's described in the Srimad Bhagavatam as well. The the uh, in the in, in the womb, the uh, the embryo, the child prior to birth remembers as many as ten. Is it ten? It's ten, isn't it? Sometimes as many as ten previous births, you see. And they start to think, oh my Lord, well look what I'm doing look where I'm going. But uh, and they say, you know, dear Lord, I promise that I won't forget you this time, you know, when I'm born. So in the womb, the child is... But then birth is really, you know, we, we, we make out birth like, it's such a glorious thing. Oh, the baby is being born. But it's a very painful thing It's a, it, it, for the baby. You know, the child is, is squeezed out into the material world. goes from a world of living in darkness and liquid into a, a world of light hearing sounds that it hasn't heard and experiencing things you know it's a shock it's a real shock and and you forget all or most there may be fragments left you know you may have fragments of a prior life uh, some people even come out with uh, memories intact there's been bonafide things you can uh, on, on YouTube there's some little short films of children that uh, that really remembered who they were. They remembered their past lives. One, there's this one. Especially, there's this one that's amazing about a child who remembered being a fighter pilot during World War II. And he knew the guys that he flew with. He knew the name of his airship. He knew the name of the aircraft carrier. He knew the name of the island in Japan that he was shot down on. He knew it all. And he was six years old. I mean he amazed his parents for many years and his parents ended up taking him to the war veterans and he identified, hey you're Pete Smith <laughs> you know you were my gunner and remember Remember when we were here and doing and he knew all these guys that were survivors it's a very it's it's there, it's documented you know so um, some people do typically I mean, we don't I think General Patton, one of his movies Patton. He said, I was, I was here fighting yeah. this war. Patton um, claimed that he, that he remembered. Most of us go through the, the, the pain uh, uh, and the shock of being born. And immediately, it's time to survive. Now I'm, I'm in this world. Now I've got to survive. Uh, I'm hungry. First thing I'm thinking is now I'm hungry. Uh, I'm uncomfortable. My skin itches. I don't like this bright light. W- where is my mother? I don't know anything. You see, I feel insecure now. i now the struggle for survival takes over. You see, and so, um, so that we we may have those thoughts, but we have fragments. You see, that's why some people can remember; they can remember fragments, or some people can remember all or a lot of a, a previous birth. Why does design like that you don't remember? Uh, I'm not sure. We'll have to ask Krishna. Uh, what, I think one of the reasons is uh, sometimes your daughter might be your mother, and your sister might be your mother, and there's, there's a whole lot of different relationships. If you remember them all, you'd be uh, pretty confused. In, uh, in this present life. Well, but see, we're not concerned about things like that. When we're born, immediately we're, the senses take over. I want this, I want that, I want to be the center of attention, I want to be this, I want to be that, I want to get there before you, I need to outdo him, you know, I, I need to get this and I need to get that, and the struggle for survival takes over and whatever we have, these thoughts about previous lives get just covered over with our new thoughts and our struggle, it's a struggle, you see, so we're out of time now, uh, but um uh, we're going to take prasadam, and so any of you that'd like to, we can sit together if there are more questions or discussion. This is, a, this is a really interesting topic, so I welcome your discussion. Please come and let's eat together, okay? So, Hare Krishna, and thank you so much for coming. Hare. Hare.